Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and I am so glad you're here with us today. You know, every episode I've come to just be so grateful for, for, you know, usually different reasons. And this one is a little bit special because today is marking the one-year anniversary of the podcast. And when I was getting ready to record this week's episode, you know, I'm holding a lot of emotions about today's episode because it's her baby, y'all. This baby is one year old. She's one years old. One. And I can't believe that, you know, when I started this time last year, I think about how much has changed in the past year, how much about my life and even what the podcast looks like. Y'all, it started out with me and Jamie and I was telling Jamie's stories. And then then I went, okay, I can do a story by myself. And and then I went, okay, I can I can have a podcast guest. I can let them share their story like themselves. You know, I'm such a control freak. And one of the things that I've realized is how much of a control freak I am. And I'm fully confessing that to y'all that I just, I had no idea what a control freak I was. Well, maybe I, okay, so maybe I did know what a control freak I was, but that's one of the things that has brought me to today's episode and what we're talking about today. Because Our need to control is often based on a fear of some sort. About a week ago, I was at a conference and I was I was in Houston at a at a podcasting conference, but I had been traveling quite a bit leading up to that conference. I'd been in two weeks, I had spent like three nights, I think, in my bed. And so by the time I got to the last day of that conference, I was just tired. And it wasn't that the conference itself wasn't good. There was something, there was a disconnect there that I couldn't quite put my finger on. And in my private time with the Lord that Saturday morning, I said to him, Lord, why do you have me here? Like, why am I at this conference? I did. I felt like he had called me to go to that conference. I felt like he had had urged me there. And I said, Lord, I don't know why you have me here. And as God will often do when you ask him a question, he will answer it usually in, in an, a way that you did not expect. Because, you know, I really expected him to show me something that would make me a better podcaster something like a technique or a trick or, you know, hey, here's how you can edit or, you know, here's a key whenever you're interviewing guests. I mean, you know, I want to be good at what I do. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a crappy podcaster. I want to be a good podcaster. Okay. And I say that to you, not in a prideful way, but in, I want to do things with excellence. I want to do this thing well. So I, I get ready that morning. I go down to the conference for that last day. And I'm sitting there and a gentleman comes up to speak. And, you know, honestly, I don't know his name. I can still see his face, but I don't know his name. And (laughs) as God does, he waits sometimes for you to seek him before he'll reveal what it was he was holding for you. And I was really struggling with why he had me there. I was tired. I was ready to go home. And this guy starts, this guy starts talking about vulnerability. And as a, um, a control freak, 
like I have admitted to you guys, kind of kind of pricked up. I kind of heard him and I went, hmm, talking about vulnerability, huh? And he said to the audience that the more vulnerable you are, the more open other people will be. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest, I kind of dismissed it at first because I've had some really vulnerable, honest conversations with people on here. But as I sat there, I began to feel convicted. And you might be sitting there going, huh? She's pretty honest with us. But what you haven't seen is how much I overanalyze every word that I say, how often I have edited and over-edited stories because I was afraid of letting the rawness and the realness in the room. I felt him nudge me to say, I need you to be vulnerable in the spaces that are awkward. I need you to be okay with letting things be flawed. I was so bad at speaking when I first started that I couldn't even string two sentences together that didn't have to be edited in some form or fashion. I thought that somehow if I polished it up and made it look good, then it would all be okay. I didn't have to show people really who I was. I went to that familiar, comfortable hat of perfectionism, of make it look good, make it look like I know what I'm doing, because surely you wouldn't want to see the messiest parts of me. One of the greatest gifts that y'all, you guys as listeners, what y'all don't realize is that often you will share stories with me and you'll inadvertently give me a, a gem, a nugget to hold on to. And last week at dinner, I was with someone and she had been listening to the show for a while and she had heard some of the early episodes where I had, uh, you know, I think she'd even listened to the first few episodes with Olivia and Carrie and and Luke and Jay, some of those those early, early, early episodes. And she said to me, I have loved watching the different iterations of your podcast as, as you've grown. She said, I hear your voice getting stronger. And she said, I can see the difference in you since I've started. And then she said, what she said to me that just kind of struck me was, she said, I like it when you're real. And, you know, that was before I went to that conference. So it was in between all those days of me coming in town and being back out of town. And so God had planted that seed of, I like it when you're real. And then I go to this conference and I sense him saying to me, I need you to be vulnerable. And first, and I don't know if this is going to speak to anybody else. I've been trying to take off that hat of perfection for a while. I've been trying to take off that hat of, of I have this all figured out because I want to, but I don't know how. You know, y'all want to know a real secret? There have been times where I've been recording a podcast and I would be 30, 45 minutes into recording, and I would feel like it was going absolutely nowhere, or I would feel like I had 
stuttered and stumbled my way or gotten so far off track that I just, I would stop recording it and I would start over entirely. I don't know. And I don't know how many times I've done that because I wanted so badly for it to be a good episode instead of just trusting that God had it. And sometimes I wonder how many things I've missed and how many places have I missed the opportunity to to share with you something God was holding because I was so caught up in my own need for perfection. My own need to make sure that this was perfectly done. I'm tired of being insecure. I don't know if anybody else is tired of that. I'm tired of being insecure. I'm I'm done with it. Insecurity looks different for all of us. That that I know. Insecurity can look like perfectionism for me, can be controlling. It can be uh, boisterous or prideful. Some people show off to cover up for their insecurity. Some people just completely withdraw and and are anxious. Some of us talk way too much when we're anxious or insecure. But what I know is that if we strip those things away, then it leaves us vulnerable. But it makes it a lot easier to get clear about what the Lord's purposes are for our lives. Let me explain that to you. If you think about when we're insecure, it's about us. Have you ever thought about that? When we are insecure about things, whenever we are focused on how it's going to look if we're if we're trying to put lipstick on the pig so to speak to to make ourselves look like we've got it all together however it is that your insecurity shows up in your life your insecurity is about you it's about me i'm pointing a finger right back at myself not just you my need to control was about me And when I am wrapped up in being insecure, when when insecurity grips me, I do not leave room for what God is trying to do in my life. Okay. And I heard a pastor talk about John chapter 13 recently, and it it so spoke to me. It's right before Jesus is going to be crucified. We're at the Lord's Supper. And, you know, he already knows at this point that Judas is going to betray him. And in John chapter 13, he, he and I'm going to read this to you, but he said, The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Listen to this. He says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God, and he was returning to God. So, he got up from the meal, he took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he began to wash the disciples' feet. In verse 3, it says, He had come from God, and he was returning to God. So, he washed the disciples' feet. And that little bitty word, so, 
it really stuck out. Jesus knew whose he was. He knew what his purpose was. He knew where he was from, and he knew where he was going. So, he washed the disciples' feet. And it tied back into my insecurity, our insecurity, because I'm assuming you're insecure about something too. If you're not insecure about something, please come tell me your stories because I need to know how to absolutely have zero insecurity in life. I would love to know that. That's not how I was wired. I've struggled with insecurity for a long time, but I'm ready to be done with it. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is because I see in scripture where Jesus said he knew whose he was and he knew where he was going. So he washed the disciples' feet. And that little word so says to me, if I know who I am and I know where I'm going, then I can go do whatever God has called me to do. So mine isn't maybe necessarily washing my disciples' feet. I don't have disciples. (laughs) Let's just get real clear. Jesus went to, to wash. He went to serve his disciples. He knew where he was coming from. He knew where he was going. So he began to serve. And my question for you is, what is your so? What's your so? If you know whose you are and you know where you're going, what do you do in light of that knowledge? For me, it was, I'm starting a podcast and I'm going to share people's stories. So I'm going to share stories. I'm going to tell people more about how to live a life of more abundant faith or how to trust God in the hard seasons, even when you don't know how it's going to turn out. But I don't know what yours is. And I think all of ours could be different. I think the heart of it is we know who we are and we know where we're going so we can serve the Lord. What is your so? If you know your so, you know what you need to do next. You love your family, so you look for ways to serve them. You look for ways to spend time and energy investing in the next generation or in investing in your marriage or in your friendships. Your so is what God has asked you to do in light of knowing who you are. You know, I told you earlier. If I have any regrets, it's that I over-edited episodes and I overthought every single word that came out of people's mouths. And, you know, if I had it to go back and do over it again, I would leave a whole bunch of raw, raw moments in there. There was a, there was a point where I was editing Olivia's episode. She was, she was the one, I think she was the second episode. And there was a point where I was editing her episode when I was recording it. There was this place where I got real emotional because it was about it was about a domestic abuse and a domestic uh, she was being emotionally um, abused. But anyways, um, it, as she was being emotionally abused, and we're talking about emotional abuse, I got real emotional about talking about it 
And I shied away from from the times where I could have shown you the real me because I was afraid I was going to be too much or it was going to just be not spiritual enough if I broke down. And I needed, I thought I needed you guys to think I had it all under control and all together. And so I over-edited. But where I come today to you, after a year of doing this, I can promise you that in the next year, I'm going to be realer, realer, <laughs> more authentic. And so I'm taking off the perfection hat. I'm putting on the hat of grace. And that's the hat I would hope we would all wear. It's just the hat of grace. The hat of, I don't have it all figured out, but I know who does. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to share the stories. Y'all are going to keep coming on the show. God's going to keep opening doors to share stories that I never would have even possibly been able to connect with a year ago if I just hadn't said yes. And I wonder if you would take a minute. I want you to think back to where you were a year ago. What did your life look like? What was your faith like? Where were you spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking, physically speaking? And where are you now? And Are you letting God have access to the places that he needs access to? And I want you to think about what is your so? What is it that the Lord has given you just freedom in? You know whose you are and you know where you're going. So what's next for you? As we wrap up today, and to every one of you who listen, we might not meet on this side of heaven, someday on the other side of heaven. Maybe we'll get to have a cup of coffee. Thank you for trusting me with some time each week. I hope that I hope that every episode, in some form or fashion, helps you become more like Jesus. I hope every episode reminds you that that finishing well, you know, me, I'm in my 40s. I'm starting to look, I'm kind of in that middle of life where you look back and you see a lot of really fun stuff from behind. But then you're looking ahead and you're saying, I don't know how many days God's going to give me left on this earth, but I want to do everything I can with whatever he holds for me for the rest of my days. There was a night, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but there was a night that I was in the darkest, it was the darkest part of my even if season. And I was sitting at a light at 82nd and slide. And the song, even if by mercy me came on and I was in a really bad place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, things with my family of origin were just in an utter mess. And the song, um, even if by mercy me came on the radio. And as I was sitting at the stoplight, there was a point where he, in the chorus, he says, I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire by your mighty hand. But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. I know the sorrow and I know the hurt could all go away if you just say a word. 
But even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. And that, that moment, that was the moment where I had to decide if I was going to trust God, take him at his word for what he held for my life that was not going according to script, or if I was going to try to do it my way, if I was going to try to to muscle this in my own strength. And sitting there at that stoplight, and I've joked that I think that that stoplight was like 12 minutes long because I I swear God just began to just get a hold of my heart that night at that moment when I was just at the bottom of a pit. And he had to say to me, you have to trust me. Even if you don't understand why this is going this way, why these relationships are not what you would hope even if you don't understand why what is happening to you and what is being said and done is totally egregious i could take i could take it all away but even if i don't do you trust me so as we move forward in this next year into the second year of the even if podcast we'll probably have more even if moments you and I, we're probably going to have moments where we have to choose him, even if it's hard or vulnerable, even if we don't understand. But we know where we came from. And we know where we're going. So we can trust him. I love you guys. I adore you all. I wouldn't do this without you. I couldn't do it without you. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to see what the Lord holds in the coming year. So thank you for being here today. And good Lord willing, I'll see you next week.